Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Hey, Cecil and Tom, this is Chad. Just listening to your most recent podcast about the doctor for who was cured from Ebola by science. And uh, it, it was scary to think how close my thinking used to be to his. I think wrapped up in there somewhere is this fear that if he doesn't give God all the credit for what people and science and did for him, that somehow he's going to actually be punished for it. It's, a, it's really an insidious mentality that I'm very glad to be free from. Keep up the good work. Love it. Glory hole. Bye. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 175. Wow. I can take that, man. Listeners, Jesus. You know, if you think about it, Cecil, each each episode is about what an hour and twenty minutes long. Yeah, some of them are a little less, so there could be an hour. They're no more than an hour and a half most of the time, so it's like call, between like, an hour what, and an hour like and a half. Seventy minutes, sure. Just let's like say, round yeah, out, sure. you know. Yeah, it so sounds it's like good, yeah. it's it's seventy minutes of recorded nonsense times one hundred and seventy five shows. Motherfucker, we have wasted twelve thousand. 250 minutes <laughs> of people's lives at this oh, point. Lord. 12,000 minutes. Man. That's like like 6,050 sexual encounters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, you're, you're rounding down, aren't you? <laughs> this is optimistic. <laughs> so... See, so we, we should bring up uh, first, before we really begin the meat of the show, um, we should mention again that uh, you were uh, kind enough to create an Eventbrite for oh, our yeah. upcoming picnic. Yeah. Um, I want to point out that you created it. I don't know what Eventbrite is. I hear good things. Um, <laughs> you can sign up. You can go to our website, and you can find a link for the Eventbrite um, if you want to go to the picnic. The picnic is going to be in Naperville. Uh, we're not going to give out the exact details. you got to go to Eventbrite and register. Uh, the reason for that is we are capricious assholes, but we also specifically need to know uh, how many people are going to be there. Um, yeah. And we also have to lay out some ground rules, right? Like I think we decided early on that this is probably not a kid-friendly event. I'm not bringing right. my uh, seven-year-old. I'll probably bring the baby because, I mean, I can curse around him all I want. He can't think yet. Yeah. Um, I would also say don't bring your dogs and cats and fucking iguanas and shit. Iguanas? <laughs> like, let's just throw that out there. Let's just throw that out there. Ferrets are cool, though. You want to bring a ferret, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ferrets are always fun. Yeah. yeah. 
But you have to make you have to dress them in a top hat. Yeah, they have to, and they yeah. have to sit behind the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're planning on going, we're going to close the event a couple of days before the event. Um, so you know, if you think you want to go, register now for it. Give us an idea so that way we know how much foods and drinks to uh, provide at the event. Um, we're hoping it's a good time. If it's not, we will sneak out early and yeah. leave you to your own devices. <laughs> it's like, we're there for like seven minutes. We're like, hey, everybody, hey. good to see you. We're out of here. Fuck this. <laughs> this sucks. I got to go. It's <laughs> the worst party I've ever thrown. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're gonna have some foods there and some beer. Um, uh, It's kind of BYOB, but we will have uh, several bottles of a brew that Tom and I just concocted at his place. Uh, so we'll have some beer, some homemade beer there, but then they'll, you know, clearly if you want to drink, you probably shouldn't come to get sloppy though. No, <laughs> you know no, no, imagine do you're going to have to drive to driving get to, this place. to a place and then getting sloppy is not an option for anyone. So, you know, you fucking police yourselves cause you're adults, but, um, don't get sloppy. <laughs> I'm not taking care of you. No, no I specifically way. will not take care of you. Yeah. No I will way. point at you. Yeah. And be like, that looks problematic. Yeah. But uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be a month away at this point. So uh, so we're looking forward to it. It should be a good time. Rain or shine, it's going to happen because we got a pavilion. So rain or shine, we'll just be fucking huddled on that pavilion if it's fucking <laughs> raining. So All fucking dour-faced and yeah, unhappy. All angry. It's, it's like a seven-minute, again, it's like a seven-minute party. <laughs> we were just like, cool, bro. I'm oh. out of here. Great. You guys are even less fun in person than you are on the fucking show. <laughs> no shit, man. I'm just a prom night dumpster baby. I got no mom or dad. Prom night dumpster baby. My story isn't long, but boy, it's awfully sad. So this first story comes, unsurprisingly, from the Raw story. Holy shit. Cecil, do you have a fucking weird clown in the corner as one of your top images? Uh (laughs) Man, that wasn't there yesterday. Memphis (laughs) Fair fires clown for black, calling black customers unbelievable and nappy head. I'd say that's a good firing offense. Fair enough. But, you know, like, I'm looking at this guy's... uh, Wig, uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, maybe you don't have room to talk about the nappy head gum. I kind of think that's a stock photo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so this story, uh, Texas cops swarm school. Police call for prayer over a miscarriage in a bathroom. Uh, what? This story is just so fucking odd. Um, so evidently a woman uh, uh, that was attending the school as a Texas high school, a girl had a miscarriage in one of the bathrooms. Um, it's sad when people have miscarriages. That's the response you should have. It's like, oh, are you medically okay? Yes, no, address that. And then the second thing is, that must be sad. And then you try to offer them solace and comfort. What you don't do is call helicopters. <laughs> because what is a helicopter going to do? It can probably broadcast that prayer over a big area. Yeah. They just pray the child back into the uterus <laughs> from space. It can do that. That's how that works. Like, you Is call like the a divine s- hand of God to shove the baby back <laughs> up her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what if they 
there's like a SWAT team on the roof and they like swing through the windows. They're like, pray, 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 pray. They're like all running down. Kneel, 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 kneel. They're like, they've got like Bible snipers. That like They like shoot like one line of prayer, like right at you with like fucking laser prayer focus. And then, and then you just have to pray. Right. Well, if they get a headshot, because then it goes in the ear. And then that travels right to the soul, which isn't real, and then makes you pray. That's their fucking solution, though? That's, I know, man. Well, there's a solution. They don't I even mean, have a problem. Well, as, as far as solutions go, praying is a better fucking solution than trying to fucking, I don't know, call the SWAT team. Yeah, I can't understand. Like, at some point, at some point, that you know, and there's a follow-up article that, that says something like, no charges filed in miscarriage. It's like, no. well, yeah, that's how miscarriages work. <laughs> no kidding. You don't file charges when the body spontaneously just like is like, I ah, fucking am not pregnant anymore. Uh, that sucks. Like it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like because even in the whole article, nobody in the in any of the conversation is saying like that she delivered a living baby and then right. like fucking killed it or like no. Like the science teacher gave her a fucking abortion or anything. Like <laughs> nobody's talking about anything that would possibly be criminal. Instead, this poor girl in the school had the gross misfortune of being pregnant in Texas. Yeah. Where evidently <laughs> people don't know what fucking miscarriages well, are. Womb and bomb are only one letter apart. So maybe they thought it was like a womb threat. <laughs> Calling it a womb scare? <laughs> womb scare. <laughs> We got a womb threat. We got a womb threat in aisle five. You know, and it's like one of the people that they talk about, that they talk to is like, man, I'm going to read it. Alan Elliott of I Baby know. Moses is, Dallas. I this fucking highlighted too. <laughs> fucking idiot. Explain that the mother could have avoided any criminal charges if she had taken advantage of Baby Moses laws by carrying the child to term and then dropping it off at a safe baby site like a fire station. It doesn't do any good if the fucking baby's dead because it's a fucking miscarriage. I know. She just like, and the moment you tell her that, she's just like, oh, I totally shouldn't have fucking purposefully miscarried the baby right? by thinking about it. God, I feel like such an asshole. I can't believe it. And, like, the, the cops are just like, what do we do? What do we do? What does it say in the manual when somebody miscarries it at a high school? Fucking, I don't know. Pray, quick. You know, what we happened? Don't... Here's here's what I suspect happened. It's hard to get out of this raw story. But, right. you know, logic for me is saying somebody walked into the fucking bathroom into a fucking gory mess, right? Sure. So they walk in. There's fucking blood all over or something. That's the only thing I could think of, right? That's the only reason I would suspect someone would call the police is they walked in and they just fucking, like, were like, holy shit, it's a fucking gore fest in here. But then the th that, that that to me says like like whoa is she fucking like running around while it's like falling out of her or what you know it's like, like a Benny Hill like that's like, the only yeah. <laughs> she's like running around trailing like blood fucking, and fetuses everywhere it's like that zombie movie with the that uh that the guy from Lord of the Rings directed I can't remember what the fucking name of Dead Alive or something it's called <laughs> like the guy has the chains the, the lawnmower the strapped lawnmower, to him and he's right, chopping yeah. everybody up like that's the only way. But the thing is, like, that's the only the only thing I could think of, right? Like, the, my brain was trying to figure out why the police were even called. And that's the only thing I could fucking concoct is that somehow there was a gore fest. And people walked in like, fucking, oh, my God, somebody sacrificed someone to Satan here. And they fucking ran off and called police. And then the police prayed as they came in and then shout prayers from the rooftops, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the thing is, like, they, like, call in a helicopter. It's like, somebody's bleeding in a school. Quick, get a helicopter. Really? Yeah, well... It's a fucking helicopter. I, I mean, I, I guess if you're thinking that it's like a 
a rampage of some sort. But yeah, like, but it's like, like, wouldn't like, don't you know pretty quickly if there's been a rampage? I guess. Like, I guess. Well, maybe you don't know before you unleash the helicopter. Right? I don't it's know. Just, it's just <laughs> prophylactically shooting helicopters and prayers. <laughs> Okay, they, they claim they're feminists, but what they actually are, they are sexualists. It has nothing to do with empowering women anymore. We've, we earned the right to vote. We have equality in the workplace. If we don't, we can fight that on a one-on-one basis, but everything they're about now is kind of about from the head down. It's, it has nothing to do with women's brains or, or their hearts. Uh, so this next story also comes from the raw story, which means I got to fucking look at this clown again. Oh, man. Uh, Fox News guest, feminists aren't being what God designed them to be. Yeah. So uh, a group of conservative women told Fox News, Fox News shouldn't even be called Fox News, but anyway, Fox and Friends, they were really on there to promote a book called What Women Really Want. Um, And they they basically said that, like, what women want uh, is to be brain-dead sluts on Fox. (laughs) I think... I mean, that's oh, no. kind of what they were suggesting. I don't know what like, they said that. That's uh, they're like uh, it doesn't even. And I and I use that in the in the most like sex positive sense of the word. Like, <laughs> they're just they're just who has any idea? All they're doing is criticizing feminism, but not offering an alternative of any substance. You know, they say here's what they say. They say women don't want to be objectified, and what this feminist movement has successfully done is re- really sexualized women instead of feminizing women. What does and I think mean? That, I think it's just a great straw woman argument. I don't even understand I mean, what I think, that means, I don't, I don't know what it means either. I watched fucking four minutes and 39 seconds of this on this. I'm not going to play it for our listeners because it's not worth it. I've never heard so many words and not a thing be said. I, I mean, I'm going to, I got to read that again. Hold on. I'm going to read, I'm actually going to give it more context. So she says, they claim that they are sexu- feminists, but what they are actually are they are sexualists it has nothing to do with empowering women anymore i don't really know what sexualist is she doesn't define it then she says we earn the right to vote we have equality in the workplace if we don't we can fight that on a one-to-one basis i don't Mm. don't know what that means either that means that i I guess every woman for herself i guess i don't know i guess like people shouldn't band together for a common cause if they feel like the cause of their uh you know disenfranchisement is well, whatever. That's fucking. That's a stupid thing to say, but everything they're about now is kind of about from the head down. It has nothing to do with women's brains or their hearts. Well, your hearts below your, your head. Hearts below your but, head. Well, um, then she says the crazy thing: like women don't want to be objectified, and what the feminist movement has successfully done is really sexualize women instead of feminized women. I don't understand what that means. I no, really because truly it doesn't mean don't. anything. Because it doesn't like, and, and and I'm not kidding when I say they say a bunch of words, but none of them mean a thing. They keep on saying like, um, they want to put us back to the 50s and stay home and take care of children. But what they're doing is like cave woman waiting for caveman to bonk them on the head and drag them back to the cave by their hair. And I'm like, what is that? Does I don't know anybody who thinks that's a good idea. And I don't know anybody who's suggesting the 1950s model of. Of gender politics other than, like, hardline conservatives. You know, the thing is, is, like, if somebody wants to live their life, like, 1950s... You can do that. Like, good. Live your life like it's the 1950s. Like, nobody's stopping you. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand is, like, there's nothing in place that says that that a woman can't live her life like fucking... What's the woman's name? Like, fucking... 
Beaver Cleaver or whatever fucking the mom's <laughs> name is. What's the mom's name? June Cleaver. June Cleaver. <laughs> Nobody can fucking live their life like Beaver like Cleaver. you can fucking live your life like that. If you want to, you want to cook dinner for your family, be a stay-at-home person, whatever, mom, you want to, you know, wash all the clothes and fucking, you know, I don't even know. Like I don't even know what she did during the day cuz I always focused on the fucking beaver. So I don't know. But like you know, whatever she did throughout the day, that's fine. You could do that, and there's fucking freedom to do it. But you know what you also have is a freedom to do other fucking things, and that's important. And it's just like like what they're, what they're arguing against is that they're saying that all feminists want all women to go out and not be at home and be stay-at-home moms, and that's bullshit. That's just fucking that a blatant lie. What is it? It's just straw man. They're just building. They, they wrote a, an entire book of straw man arguments that they just knocked the fuck down. Well, they're misunderstanding that the idea here is about choice. Empowerment equals choice, right? So people, just like you said, like people need to people need to understand that they have the choice, and it's a valid and 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 uh, honest choice to be, you know, stay at home uh, moms or or stay at home dads or whatever the situation is. You you have that as an option for you, but you should always ha- also have the option of entering the workplace and if you enter the workplace you should be paid the same for equal work and like treated as an equal human being regardless of gender like like that's what empowerment means like empowerment is the option to look at your life and make decisions about what's best for you and for your family in a way that that matches your identity and your family's identity your financial needs and takes all of those things into account to build uh, a, a family structure that is is most conducive to your happiness, right? And most conducive to your family's uh, well-being. This idea, you know, what they're basically doing is saying, like, you're saying all women want to be this, and we're saying all women want to be this, and it's like it's like it's so ridiculous, ridiculously reductionist. Yeah, nobody's to, saying that all women want to be. I at least I, I don't know of anybody right. that is a feminist that's saying all women must be blah. Like, mm, no, they're just saying fucking be what you want to be. Yeah, and have an option. Have an option. And like, and she says, you know, she says in here, the sexualized thing is just a red herring, right? That's that's a way for them to slut shame. That's really what that sure, is, yeah. right? That's a way for them to to look and say like, well, you know, I mean, the, the feminist movement basically like, you know, it gave women the right to be sexually free individuals and that's, you know, fucking grody or whatever. I don't know. It's just like some weird fucking backwards slut shaming backhanded com- comments but you know then she goes on to say like you know talk about how what what god wants from women you know yeah they, and she says they want less government in their lives they want to make know, their I own decisions that. they want freedom to choose for their children for their families that's what women really want and i would say like yeah man i fucking agree with that like that is exactly what all people want all people want, you know, the freedom to make their own decisions, choose what's right for their children and their families. Sure. That's what all humans want. That's not like, that's not something that's like specific to, to, to any particular gender. But the fact that it's not specific to a gender only underscores the need for, for women to have those same options, right? Yeah. Like because all people want that. But only half of us routinely get to pursue that. Yeah. Right? Like, that only underscores the need for continued work for the other side, like for for the for the for for women. And I, and I can't help but but see like the hypocrisy in that because they all talk about how there's like a big long thing about how they're talking about 
this one woman, I guess, was a child actress, and she grew up a Democrat, and this other person was a Democrat, but now we're not. We're now we're conservatives, and blah blah blah, and they're going on about being conservatives. But she talks about like small government at some point. I'm thinking, no, you kind of are sort of pushing the envelope on big government. And then the other thing she says, what. Uh, we want no more of this feminist politicizing our bodies and what happens in our bedrooms. And I'm thinking you are all about what happens in people's bedrooms. I know you're fucking all about it, man. I know. And I, I just, I don't, I don't get how they can just be so blind to the fact that, you know, their side is mostly anti-gay and it's like, Oh, well, we just don't want people fucking talking about what's going on in our bedrooms. Well, yeah, as long as your bedroom's straight, I guess, right? Yeah, and nobody is talking about I don't even understand what that comes bedrooms. from. Yeah. Who's talking? Like who's having that conversation? The only people that have conversations about about bedroom politics tend to be conservatives who are either, you know, like the Rush Limbaugh types who vilify women who use birth control, right? And sure. like slut shame like crazy and have like crazy conversations like about what real rape is and like all this yeah. like yeah. mad crazy nonsense that just uh, you, you listen to and we fucking discussed on the show and it's and then the right is also having the conversation about homosexuality the, the rest of the country doesn't give a shit what anybody does in the bedroom sure and we also don't believe like our, like the atheist side doesn't believe that there's a what god wants from women yeah you know well, like, let's talk about that for a second sure. like what god designed women to be Wow. I mean, you want to talk about pigeonholing agenda. Exactly. You're all sick! Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. This story also comes from the Raw story. Mississippi gay man says Baptist teacher raped him for three years. So he would hate men. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this. <laughs> I, 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 wow. So yeah, the, begin the nuts- slowly and with a lot of lube. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> I will not. Um, so the Washington Blade reported that Jeff White said his teacher at a Bethel Baptist school in Wills, Mississippi, um, justified repeatedly raping him over the course of a uh, three-year period from when he was 14 to 17 um, he called it ex-gay therapy, and it was designed wait, to make. Wait, hold on. I know. He was, isn't it pre-gay therapy? <laughs> he says White says in, in an interview. He says he would rape me because I was gay and because it would make me hate men and that it would make me change. That's a dude who just wants to sexually abuse a child. Right. Like that's all that that is. <laughs> like this is not ex. Like, ex-gay therapy is abusive in nature, but this isn't even ex-gay therapy. And and it's uh, we have to we have to make sure that we say this person hasn't been uh, uh, he's been accused, but it, he has not been convicted of this. Right. Right. So Absolutely. we want to make sure that you know we, we mention if this is all true, and this guy did rape these people uh, to try to make them straight by giving them gay sex. I don't know that that's a successful way to do that. Well, you know, I'm reminded of of the story we covered in in South Africa where they were, you know, raping, like men were like raping lesbian women to try to... to try to bang them straight. Right. And it's like, that's a... That's not going to work. Like, first of all, you're not going to change somebody's gender by doing something awful to them. 
Like, there's right. not nobody like zero out of ten doctors recommends sexual trauma. Yeah. As a as a heal, like nobody's like, hmm. Have you tried being raped? Like nobody's ever said that in all of the history of time. There's no control and experimental side of that equation either. It's not like any any ethicist is like. Well, I mean, it's a dicey proposition, but the risk-benefit analysis is worth it. Let's go ahead and rape the experimental group. See, these, these rats over here have been raped every day. <laughs> right? And these rats over here. <laughs> Good God. Now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your whopper so this story comes from right wing watch uh barbed wire columnist homosexuality is violence against god reverend william cook of the black robe regiment you heard that here the black robe regiment um he went on barbed wire last week to warn that the devil cecil is taking over the united states oh no through gay rights and abortion and telling conservative churches that this is a time to fight I'm glad he mentioned it because the conservative churches have been so quiet. Yeah, no. If he didn't say issues. anything, they probably yeah. would have just stayed asleep, not done anything. Yeah, I think I think yeah. this is another. You know, this is clearly another uh, opportunity for someone to demonize another side to say. You know, I mean, you're saying like gay rights and legal abortion are the devil. They're evil. They are from hell and from Satan. You're saying that a Two things that we think in this country, for the most part, clearly gay rights, for the most part, is starting to slowly get steam here in this country and be legal more and more and more places. 19 states with gay marriage, 31 states ban same-sex marriage. Man, I can't believe it's still 31 states. But it's 19 and counting. That's pretty good. 19 and counting. And they're moving. You know, I mean, you're getting close. So we have... At this point, we're slowly inching our way towards that. But abortion, clearly, you know, by uh, Supreme Court ruling, is perfectly legal. Perfectly legal thing to do. But he's telling people that it's the devil. He's telling people that it's evil. It's not that it's, you know, it's something that, you know, he thinks maybe we should try to change or something like that. No, no, no. He's going out of his way to demonize it. And that's, I, I just think that, you know... I always see these these things when they talk about, you know, when they talk about things that are in politics and they're they're church people. Reverend William Cook of the Black Robe Regiment. How what's your fucking how are you able to have be able to say these things and still have a fucking tax free? I know, man, because it's obviously political speech. I mean, this is obviously political speech. I don't think I don't think there's any reason that churches should have should exist tax-free. There's nothing unique about the church as an organization, I don't think, that justifies not being taxed. You know, churches make tons of money. There's no reason why they can't be taxed. Every other organization is taxed. Go ahead and fucking tax them. It's fucking fine. Um, you know, one of the things that, that they, he says in this column is, he says, by sanctioning abortion and more recently sodomy, America has done violence to the imagio dia, which I believe means the image of God and itself. Nations that rebel against the divine prescription for supremacy over the elemental principles of the world inevitably come to be ruled by them. America was given a choice between liberty and death. America chose death and shall have tyranny. 
What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even know what that, that means. I just listen to you say it, and I still don't know let what me, you're talking let me, about. The part that I love is, is where he says, nations that rebel against the divine prescription for supremacy over the elemental principles of the world. We have no supremacy over the elemental principles of the world. Like, what? <laughs> like, I can't, like, there's never been a time where I've been like, oh, because I love Jesus, carbon is now helium. Yeah. <laughs> There's never been a time where I've been able to do that. There's never been a time where I've been able to be like, oh, you know what? I fucking believe in the virgin birth. I believe that so hard. That's how hard I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in it so hard that actually gravity doesn't work in my house unless I decide it does. Because I have control over... Like, I'm not fucking an (laughs) X-Man. If you are, you're the blob. So <laughs> there's a bot at the bottom. He says, but some will say I have not had an abortion. I am not a homosexual. I believe abortion and sodomy are wrong. I can't impose my belief on others, can I? Silence is tacit approval. Look at listen to that. I mean, it's it, going out of your way to like go after those moderate people that are saying, oh well, you know, I just let live and let live. No, no, no. It's evil, and you've got to fucking stamp it out. So we're going to take a break and give you all the information you need to donate to the show, and we'll return in just a few moments for the rest of the program. Podcasters. They live in squalor, destitute, and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. In the arms of the angel, away from here, from this But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash distancepod today make a pledge and help these poor innocent creatures lead a life worth living this story comes from uh, abc 13 eyewitness news pastor wants demonic books removed from the public library in cleveland texas because there's a cleveland texas you need more than one cleveland (laughs) well that's that's the part of this story that first struck me is like wait a minute we need more than one Cleveland. So this guy is Pastor uh, Philip Missick of the King of Saints Tabernacle. Ah, uh, the King, King of, of the Saints. Saints. Yeah. He says he was stunned, Cecil, stunned to find the young adult section of the public library full of books like Blood Promise and Twilight and the Vampire Night series. He says this is dark. There's a sexual element. You have creatures that aren't human. I think it's dangerous for our kids. 
Well, I mean, Winnie the Pooh has creatures that aren't human. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, pokey, like the pokey little puppy has creatures that are human. <laughs> I don't think those are scary books. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, let's, okay, let's, let's just say, you know, Twilight or Vampire. I don't even know what the Vampire Night series, whatever. He probably dislikes it, no. Harry Potter, too, because it's like fucking sorcery or whatever. Sure. Whatever. But, you know, he's saying it deals with the occult and the supernatural and it shouldn't be part of the public library. And it's like, well, your church is in the fucking public library, dude. Like, it's the public library. There could be people of other faiths that don't fucking, uh, fucking their underwear isn't shoved so far up their ass that they will let their kid read Twilight. So why do you get to fucking dictate what's in the fucking library? Well, I do. I have to say, I love what he says at the end. What he says at the end is pretty great. He says, I understand they have a right to these books, but I also have a right to complain about. The fuck, man? You whiny little bitch. Just tell your kids not to read the fucking books, man. Like, you know, that's isn't that funny? Because it's like, if everybody that attended your church heeded your advice, and then you gave them the advice not to read these books, then you would have nothing to worry about. The faithful attend your church. The faithful hear the message and the word and all that kind of happy good news bullshit. And you've given them good advice, and they've heeded your advice, and so those books remain on the shelf like... Fucking covered in dust. It's all good. Right. No problem. Like, there is li- there's literally no problem here. The problem is that nobody gives a shit what you're saying, and the best thing that you can think to do about the problem, which is a non-problem, right. is, to- is to complain yep. about it. Well, and then, and, and you know, like, his solution is to get rid of them. I mean, you might as well burn them if you're just going to take them off the shelves. Yeah, they're just, and you know, what's upsetting is that, um, the city manager says they're taking his complaint seriously. And there's these people are going to spend all this time preparing a report and, you know, probably having fucking meetings with parents and people are going to stand up and they're going to all have an opportunity to, you know, fucking... It's fiction, guys. It's fiction. You can literally write anything down. That's how fiction works. There's If, if you were to look through all of the... Li- I mean... Here complaining about the Twilight series? Motherfucker, read Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> that's that not, book. That's not in young adult fiction, though. <laughs> it's not, but it, like that book will fucking ruin oh, your yeah, life. Well. Like, that book yeah. is, I mean, God, there's a scene in that book where there is a tree full of dead babies. Do they call the prayer police? <laughs> Do not call the prayer police. Do they call the prayer SWAT helicopter to come out and no, shout prayers? No, it didn't happen in Texas. <laughs> So it's it's a tree full of dead babies, you said? Yeah. What's the fucking... tinsel? Like umbilical cords? <laughs> you should see what's in the stocking. <laughs> you could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Well, what do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Story comes from Politics USA. Rapture enthusiasts fantasize about a post-rapture America ruled by atheists. This is awesome. It's so funny. Um, so these fucking end times idiots... Um, fucking babble talk about how, you know, after the rapture, all the all the good people float up in the sky and they all give, you know, sloppy kisses to Jesus or whatever. 
And then all the fucking dirty atheists are, are left down in the on the ground to like eat food and not listen to this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> you want to hear what he, here's what he has to say. Now this is from Right Wing Watch. Um, this is End Times Prophet Ed Hinson on VYC America's Crosstalk. So here's here's the clip from there. It's about uh, a minute and a half long. Dr. Heinsen, uh, the, the second event that you write about in your book, To Shake the World, is USA Out, New Power In. And you indicate that this disappearance of millions will change the, the axis of power across the globe and that the United States is going to diminish as the world's largest superpower. Uh, what gives you that indication? That's partly due to, I think, both interpretation and speculation. It's the assumption uh, that there are millions of born-again believers in America. Now, that doesn't mean everybody who claims to be born again is. I understand that. Uh, but uh, the United States would be incredibly impacted by the rapture because there are more professing Christians here than perhaps any other place on the planet. Now, millions of people would be missing worldwide, China, England, Europe, wherever. Uh, but what would happen, I think, in the United States is uh, the sudden rapture of believers would leave this country totally secularist, totally atheist, uh, totally in the wait, hands wait, wait, of... Wait, wait, <laughs> Millions of people are voiped into heaven, right? and we become secularists? Yeah, I, I, I think he misunderstands... The proposition here. Right. If this happens, everyone converts. It's like the evidence. It's like the evidence you're waiting for. <laughs> but but even Cecil, even one step beyond that, all the Christians go up, which is not even what the Bible says, right? right. So the Bible doesn't say like all the Christians go up, but fine, whatever. So but let's let's say all the Christians, millions of Christians go up into in the rapture now. world. Hold on though. What does the Bible say? We read fucking Revelations. I don't remember fuck all what it said about that. <laughs> As I recall, it was just fucking what it said about it was. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, what basically happens, I think, and, I'll, and I'll, I have to go back in my memory a little bit, but I think what happens is all the good Christians, I think it was like 144,000 Jews go up to heaven. Sure. Right? I think there was something around those lines. So they go up to heaven. The rest of the Jews, they like, Hang out and have matzah. I'm not sure. They write, then, a, they write a married you round. Right. <laughs> a giant a bunch one. Of, and then I think I think a bunch of like locusts with helmets sure. come and pick up right. the good Christians. Right. And then some of them get some of them get like horns and some of them get crowns, but it's it's hard to sell who gets what. It's it's not the same number. And then everybody <laughs> else just hangs out. Right. But like everybody would convert. Like if I was a fucking Muslim. And like all across the entire globe, all the Christians like, and they were just gone. That would not escape my fucking attention. I I can't I can't imagine suddenly you just be like, huh? So millions of people died as prophesied by this two thousand year old book that everybody's pointing to as the fucking reason why it happened. Maybe there is something to it. You know, right, what I mean? like everybody like, would convert. I can't imagine you wouldn't be like that. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And then. The earth would just be run by Christians who were like, yeah, we're fucking... No, dude, we were Christian before. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, bro. I'm, I'm like hastily deleting all the cognitive dissonance <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Anti-Christian forces 
uh, and it would uh, decimate uh, the economy, the banking system, uh, even the military, the police system. Sure. It would throw this country into Whatever. chaos overnight, not throw any country into chaos, but the larger percentage of born-again believers, the larger percentage of the chaos. And I think what answers the real question is, why is the United States not there in end times prophecy? Because the fucking wasn't here yet when it was written. Right. I mean, because they had no idea because they were a yeah. bunch of fucking itinerant goat herds. <laughs> that's, that's my guess. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, unless you try to view the Babylon of the end times as America, there's no clear indication that America's there anywhere. So is she totally destroyed? Possibly, but not likely. Uh, it's more likely that she's decimated by the impact of the rapture, and the power then shifts to Europe, because I think the Bible makes it clear the Antichrist will rise out of the old Roman Empire in oh Europe. Oh, God. I have the I can't Roman Empire? <laughs> what is he talking me? about? <laughs> he even admits in the beginning, he's like, no, this is all speculation oh, and fabrication good and Lord. bullshit. The Roman Empire? <laughs> I don't even know what Are to you say. serious? In order, and, and even he admits, he's like, ah, you know, fucking America wasn't, wasn't in the Bible, so maybe it's Babylon. Well, maybe it's fucking not. Maybe you just made all this shit up, and you're fucking gluing things together yeah. to try to make sense of something that just does not make sense. Like, it, and that's the thing that makes me crazy. It's if you had a fucking all-knowing, all-powerful being who existed across time, prior to time, outside of time. Would that motherfucker not have a more clear way to communicate rather than calling America Babylon? Wouldn't it be fucking more efficient if he was like, hey, you know what's going to happen in about 1,400 years? We're going to find a thing. It's going to be called America. People are going to fucking go there. Here's what it's going to look like. Here's a fucking coordinates. You don't know what coordinates are, but these are the coordinates. <laughs> like, give me some fucking information. There's going to be fucking yeah, people there. Exactly. You'll kill them with smallpox. Oh, like, man. what the fuck? I know. Couldn't you? It would be awesome if they're just like, yeah, you don't know what this is yet, but it's a laser. Right. You know? Right. Instead of like, and wouldn't it be great if he like brought down some lasers? Yeah. Like if God like showed up and was like, here's some fucking lasers, put them someplace safe. You'll figure out that they're useful later. They have infinite batteries because God, like it's just like, instead it's like you get nothing but stories full of fucking names that might be, it's like the Nostradamus thing. Like, a great eagle will soar into a tree. I know, I know. That's the World Trade Center. Oh, man, it's amazing. Eagles oh fucking God. in trees. That's never happened before. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, did you hear that prophecy? It was amazing. <laughs> Idiots. You fucking ridiculous fucking basement-dwelling troglodyte bullshit. This is no better than the fucking chemtrail retard. It really is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, fucking Babylon is like the United States, and somebody break out the Bible code. We're gonna figure it out. Bible code is awesome, dude. God. Yay, we should figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> if you count every third letter and then you convert the A to a seven, I think you then- onto something. That's amazing. <laughs> Let's take a quiz. You want to take a quiz? Fuck yeah, I want Let's to take a quiz. Let's talk about how ridiculous Leviticus is. I got a quiz for you on Leviticus. Right. Okay, now this is something you're really good at, and I'm really good at. It's Uh-oh. about food, okay? Oh, all right, all okay. right. So I'm going to read a list of animals. You had me at hello. As I go through the list, you tell me whether or not it's forbidden or allowed to be eaten by Leviticus. Okay? Okay, 
All right. Ready? Yes. Camels. Uh, forbidden. It's it's like eating the car. <laughs> <laughs> High racks. That's not a thing. Forbidden. <laughs> rabbit. Uh, that's allowed. Yeah, delicious. Okay, rabbit. Pig. Uh, sure. Yeah, I need a pig. Shark. Yeah, you you actually have to eat sharks. Skate. No, no, they're too close to sharks, but they didn't know it. Catfish. Uh, uh, bottom dwellers. No, forbidden. Eagle. Uh, yes, but only their eyes. <laughs> vulture. No, no. no. Black no vulture. Black vulture. Wait a minute. I, can I change my answer? Yes. Yes to vulture. No to black vulture. <laughs> Why has it got to be racial? Uh, wow. Thing? It's the first time the blacks ever gotten preference. <laughs> red kite. Um, A red kite? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you can catch it. Black sure. kite. No. Okay. No, no. A Always raven. Black ones. A ra- who's eating a raven? <laughs> Who is this hungry? Uh, who's- Desert Wait people. A <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A raven. Who's so hungry we have to make rules about whether you can eat small... I mean... Raven. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Horned owl. No, it's a devil's owl. owl. No owls, huh? Yeah, no. Okay, so the screech owl is out. Yeah, those are the devil birds. The gull. You can't eat them. A gull? Like a seagull? Gull. Yeah, you can eat a seagull. Hawk? No. White uh-huh. owl? Yeah, you know, you can't, no, you can't eat any owls. Okay, so no desert owl. What about an osprey? Sure, if you can catch one, it's all yours. A heron? Oh, yeah, a lot of meat on them. <laughs> a lot of meat on those herons. Heron burgers are delicious. <laughs> Stork? No, they bring babies. Okay. <laughs> Locusts? Great in soups, absolutely. Allowed. Crickets? No, you have to feed them to your uh, Komodo dragons or something. Grasshoppers? Uh, no, they're, those are... How is a grasshopper different than a locust? I don't know. I'll say no. Weasel? Yeah, you can eat a weasel. What about a rat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was shish kebab rat. <laughs> right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you only got one right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a bunch right. Okay, so camels. Are you kidding? I only got one right. No, I'm kidding. Camels, camels. You, you you said you can't eat camels. You can't eat hyrax. You said pig. You can't eat pig. Uh, you can't eat pigs. You can't eat rabbits. You can't eat sharks. Um, and the reason why you can't eat sharks is because you can only eat fish. You may. It says you may uh, only eat fish if they have fins and scales. So if they don't have scales, you can't eat them. And so because sharks, they have fucking dentricles, I can't sharks, eat them. You cannot eat a shark. Oh. Can I ride a shark? No. Yeah, you you pick the next two, right? Eagles and vultures are both forbidden, and they specifically list the eagles. They specifically list red kite. You can't eat that. A raven. You can't eat that. All the owls, you were right. No owls. You can't eat eat gulls. You can't eat ospreys. You can't eat eat ospreys. You can't eat herons. You can eat locusts, and you were right there, but you can also eat crickets and grasshoppers. Okay. But then you can't eat weasels or rats. Here's the thing. And they list all of these things, too. It's crazy how they... I mean, they list everything that you can and can't eat. I would eat all of these animals. All of them, Cecil. That's because they're food. I would eat... I would... I mean, I don't care at all. I would eat... I would fucking... I would turducken all of these animals into one enormous <laughs> you stick, animal. You stick the cricket and the grasshopper into the locust, <laughs> into the rat, into the weasel... Into the heron, into the gull. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, It'd be like the woman who swallowed a fly. 
You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm just stuffing fucking animals into other animals. All right, so we got a couple more questions about Leviticus. So here well, we go. So far, my track record is okay, solid. So Let's I'm gonna I'm gonna ask all these in a row. Okay. If you touch an unclean animal, you are unclean until A, the evening, B, an hour, C, all day, or D, until you are cleansed. Until I'm cleansed? Is that your answer? Yeah, why not? Okay. Next question. What should you do if an unclean animal dies and then touches cloth? A, wait, birth- wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, so let's say you're okay. So here dies. you are. You're you're out in the middle of somewhere. Let's let's find an unclean animal. An unclean animal. Let's say it is a hyrax because I have no idea what that is. What is a hyrax? It's a, how, it, how It's is actually it dying like, it's actually related clock. to uh, it's actually related to an elephant, I think. So anyway, what are you talking so about? you're out there walking your hyrax, <laughs> and you? it falls down dead, and it falls on your favorite cloak, okay? Because there's no <laughs> coats back then because they didn't have zippers or buttons. They had cloaks. So it falls on your favorite cloak. Now, your options are A, burn the cloth, B, throw out the cloth, C, put the cloth in water until evening, or D, don't touch the cloth until evening, then wash it. Fuck you. Really? Burn it. Burn it all. <laughs> Burn it. Okay. The next one. If a dead, unclean animal falls onto a clay pot. Where are these animals <laughs> falling onto? Why are they dying everywhere? <laughs> it was very dangerous back It's just then. fucking raining unclean an animals. Animal. You go outside, it's a fucking <laughs> Hyrax storm. <laughs> It's raining Hyraxes and weasels out there. It's a Hyrax hurricane. (laughs) So here we go. Oh, no. If a dead, unclean animal falls onto your clay pot, you should A, wait until evening and wash the pot, B, break the pot, (laughs) C, burn the pot, or D, run screaming. I don't have any idea. <laughs> well, I don't think it's run screaming because I think you wrote that. I did write that. Burning a pot would be difficult. I don't think washing it is enough because stupid. So break <laughs> the pot. Okay. Last one. If an unclean carcass falls on seeds yet to be planted, you should A, plant them. They're fine. B, wash the seeds. C, wait until evening and wash the seeds. Or D, make popcorn. See, now I'm worried because a lot of these said wait until evening. So there's got to be like a magical principle about sunset. So I'm going to go with wait until evening and like wash your balls or whatever. Okay, so you got one right. So here we go. I am terrible at this. (laughs) So, So what you need to do if you touch an unclean animal, you are unclean until the evening. Okay. What should you do if an unclean animal happens to die and touches cloth? You're supposed to put the cloth in water until the evening. If a dead, unclean animal falls into a clay pot, you should. You answered, break the pot. It's correct. You're supposed to break the pot. And then if a carcass falls on seeds yet to be planted, you should just plant them because they're fine. Are you fucking kidding? I'm kidding. That's what it says. So wait a minute. They fucking addressed it as if if people were like, man, I got a real problem here. Hyrax corpse on my seeds. Don't know what to do. Whoa, whoa, hey. 37. This is this is Leviticus 11.37. I'll read it directly to you. If a carcass falls on any seeds that are to be planted, they remain clean. But if water has been put on the seed and the carcass falls on it, it is unclean for you. What the <laughs> fucking... What? 
It's the most ridiculous fucking chapter of the Bible in the world. It's awesome. And Where that's are saying all these something. dead animals? I, I don't know. even understand. Everything's unclean. It's like everything's getting shot by a sniper at range, you know? It's just like <laughs> everything can be murdered at distance. God just has like... Like one of those like uh, water balloon launchers, and he's just fucking <laughs> jetting out fucking hyraxes out of it. Just shooting them out of there. He just said it's like one of those old potato guns, you know. <laughs> he just, just sticks, watch, sticks like a weasel Jews. in there. Boo, just punk. <laughs> Somebody starts screaming because a weasel fell in their head. That was my best pot. <laughs> oh man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this next story comes from, we're not telling you, because it's fucking stupid. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll tell you, but don't link to it. It's fucking nonsense. It comes from the Food Babe blog. Is this a blog, Cecil? Is that I what this know. would be? I don't know. I guess. I don't sure. Know. It's some fucking vomitous of nonsense. So you guys have probably seen this. Like, if you have a Facebooking or a social media at all, um, Food Babe pops up from time to time on the uninformed uh pages and it's this one is particularly ridiculous is why it's time to throw out your microwave and cecil she gives five reasons to get rid of your microwave sure first one microwaves were never thoroughly researched before adoption no then nobody understood what microwaves were no they it's, just invented it accidentally it's like, it's like remember on snl they had that happy fun ball right <laughs> it's just like happy it's filled ball. with some weird shit we don't know what it is who cares like <laughs> That's exact. That's exactly what a microwave is. Yeah, yeah. Microwaves. They fucking invented the microwave by accident. Yeah, that's exactly. They're like, oh, what would happen if we put this magnetron? And, no, and anyway, little. Hold on, though. Little known fact: they actually have to capture wild microwaves and put them in the <laughs> microwave. Just, thing. They're very difficult yeah, they're to difficult tame. To ta- yeah. So you know, <laughs> they haven't been thoroughly researched. Well, and the problem too, Cecil, is we're destroying their ecosystem. Yeah, their the, natural the habitat. Natural, the natural habitat of the microwaves yeah. is, I, you know, and it's it's just not it's just not ethical to have yeah. farm raised microwaves. <laughs> and the, you know, you, you got to get the even, wild even caught. Get me started on organic microwaves, okay? Oh, it's a rip off, oh, man. It's a total rip off. Terrible. GMO's I mean, you go to fucking to go. whole fraud and you spend whole so fraud. much of your money on. <laughs> Fucking organic microwaves. Number two, microwaves destroy the nutrient value of your food. Okay. Uh, number sure. three, they don't. They, I'll tell you what, they don't do anything to the fucking calories. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Number three, microwaves create carcinogenic compounds in certain foods. I would say that that's true because I've had some TV dinners that I'm sure were carcinogenic. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yesterday I, I, I nuked up a nice uh, meal of asbestos. Oh. And now I've got mesothelioma. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, microwaves provide unnecessary daily exposure to radiation. And finally, what? microwaves can create severe health issues. Uh, it seems like more than five. If you're um, just gonna like leave the last one open like that, just create. Yeah, microwaves can. Microwaves will also kill the president. Yeah. So the first claim um, is that microwaves were developed 80 years ago, um, and that were they were given to World War II soldiers um, to warm their meals. And I'm thinking like. World War II German soldiers, like, traveling around with microwaves? Like, where do we plug this in? We're on the front lines. And they plug it in. Remember the first early microwaves? It sounded like a jet taking off. Right? They're just like... (laughs) And they weigh, like, 100 pounds. (laughs) 
Do you remember? Like you got it in your rucksack. You're like trying to fucking yeah, true. like bivouac out yeah. with a fucking uh, you know hundred pound fucking microwave made of steel and anchor <laughs> on your back. Destroying the nutrient value of your food is. I mean, the thing is, is it's probably true because when you cook things, you do break some of it down. So it's probably gonna lose some of its nutrients. Although in the microwave, I think is better than boiling because it does. There's no leaching. You know what I mean? Like when I, if I were to boil some foods, I'm going to lose some of that to the water because there is some leaching that happens with the water. But if I do it in a microwave, I don't know that there's a lot that gets lost. Yeah, I, I can't imagine why it would. I mean, it's this is just a way of, I mean, the way a microwave works um, is it basically causes the water molecules in the food to vibrate To vibrate quicker, fast, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then that friction, you know, from, from the vibration of the molecules, the friction creates heat, as friction is wont to do, and thus, you know, the food warms up. It's not like you're putting it in a fucking plutonium that's reactor, I, right? Well, that's what she says here, which she's like, it provides a necessary radiation. I'm just like, what is in your microwave? Yeah, and it says, she says, I cannot knowingly use a microwave considering they are slowly destroying my cells. I like this. According to the book, cancer is not a disease. It's a survival mechanism. What? <laughs> what? What does she that says, even mean? When you stand in front of a radar device, you will start perspiring and cooking from the inside out, just like food is cooked in the microwave oven. Anybody who's owned a microwave oven knows that that's a myth. Microwaves do not cook from the inside out. They cook from the outside in like every other thing. They do not cook from the inside out, all you have to do to test right. this is get a piece of meat. Frozen meat, yep. Put it in the microwave and microwave it. Yep. Then take it out after three minutes and cut it open. Yep. If it's a big piece of meat, it'll still be raw in the center. It'll be cooked on the outside. Every single time I fucking, I, I go, like, let's say I take a, a pound of ground beef and I put it in the microwave to defrost. I put it on defrost. I, I, I shut it. I let it go. I take about three minutes or so, and then I pull the 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 frosted hamburger out so it doesn't cook, right? So I'll, I'll let it go right. for about three minutes. And then I'll just use my hands to sort of pry off whatever's like semi-defrosted. And it's always the outside. It's never like I can just be like bloop and like break it in half. It's always a solid core with it on the outside. Right. Well, that's because nothing happens. So like, how would the microwaves work? Like, how would the microwaves, why would they penetrate to the inside and, and then, then work start its working? way out? Yeah. It's not like they'd fucking, like, have a fucking sensor that can tell where the center of things are. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's not like the microwave's like, quick, where's the middle? It's got, like, a little surveyor outfit thing. <laughs> and it, like, puts the tripod down and it's like, no, go back a little bit, back a little bit. It's so crazy. And then like this this article, like this this one this one uh paragraph is so full of bullshit, it's unbelievable. Then it says the heat is generated by the rapid movement of molecules or the breakdown of molecular bonds. Mm. Each year millions of birds are killed when they get too close to or sit on cell towers. What? Wait a minute, cell tower. That's a different conversation than the microwave oven. It's a different technology. It's, I don't even I don't know if that's even true. I doubt that it's true, but even if it were true. Wouldn't there just be tons of dead birds around like certain just, areas though? Just like be like littered with dead birds? Right. Every time you like drive past, like it would just be like the fetid stench of fucking rotting birds. And everywhere. if it touches your cloth, you gotta put it in water till the evening. That sucks. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> oh my god. And then it's the, the last one is um microwaves can create severe 
health issues. Oh, this is great. You see the image here. She has a great image. It says, um, harmful effects of electromagnetic waves as illustrated by Dr. Marasu Emoto in the book Hidden Messages in the Water. And it's got a before. It's a beautiful little crystal. And afterwards, the distilled water is heated and the microwave result of a crystal similar to that created by the word Satan. I know. So somebody said Satan at water and it went to that form. Yep. Yep. Before it was a beautiful crystal. Now it's a Satan crystal. There's, I look up here at the top and the thing that's, that's fucking shocking, right? Is there's 700 and almost 750,000 people like this woman on Facebook. And she has fucking 70,000 followers. On Twitter. This is the same person. Let me, let me, let me just, I got it. The last thing she wrote at my house, I still have a microwave, but I never turn it on. I use it for the timer feature. You use a huge metal box (laughs) for the timer? Right. Like you can't figure out it out. (laughs) Well, no, she doesn't want to just pull it out because she has this uh, space above her oven. And she wants to fill it in an aesthetically pleasing way. Put fucking flowers in there, dummy. The cookbooks. Yeah. I mean, that's just like that's like <laughs> that's like having a car, but never turning it on and being like, but I kinda like the radio. It's like fucking <laughs> buy a radio. So we want to thank our most recent patrons. Uh, we want to thank all our patrons, of course, but we want to thank specifically David, Matthias, Zorin, Sarah. Else, David, Drew, and Joshua, thank you all very much for uh, for your generous donations. We appreciate it, and uh, and we're actually throwing a cognitive dissonance listener appreciation picnic. So be sure to check uh, episode one seventy five out, and uh, you should be able to get a link to the tickets. Uh, just sign up uh, so we know that you're coming, and uh, we'd love to see you guys. So if you're going to be in the Chicagoland area on October fourth, you can come over and. Drink some beer and eat some foods. We got a message from John, and John sent in a, a little mix of, uh, he had that woman who says grocery money. I was like, you all little kids, all you little women out there have your little grocery money. Um, he made a Pink Floyd mix for us. It was actually pretty cool. I can't play it clearly because uh, Pink Floyd and all. Right, but, yeah, uh, no kidding. But, th- <laughs> but thanks for sending in. We got a message from uh, from Matt, and Matt has a podcast he had uh, he had asked us a while back. This was in June. He had asked us for uh, for some help, some suggestions on how to sort of start a podcast, what systems to use, and things. So I gave him some information, and then he said, "Hey, by the way, I started a podcast. So it's, his podcast is This Is What Atheists Believe, and uh, and I'm going to put a link to it on this episode show notes. So if you're interested in checking out his podcast, I haven't listened yet, so I don't know what it's like." But uh, but he uh, he took some advice from us and good luck, Matt. We hope your uh, podcast continues on. Absolutely, it looks like they're about six episodes in. So congratulations on starting a new journey, and uh, you know we'll definitely give it a listen. And and uh, we're sorry you took our advice. I mean Cecil's. Yeah, I was gonna say R. Yeah, is that the fucking royal R? We got a message uh, from and this is from uh, Christian Downs. Christian says. Uh, this is a site. There's a site, and it's fucking wackadoo site called TorahTreasureTrove.com. So weird, man. And it's like, man, this is Time Cube crazy. Is Time Cube still around? And this is Time Cube it crazy. It is, and I think, yeah. Fucking enormous, man. I'm going to put a link to it on this episode's show notes. It's crazy. 
It's the most texty. It's so text-tacular, man. All right, it's so I'm going to start scrolling on the first page. Here we go. I'll tell you when I stop. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. And I'm not scrolling slow here. I'm not scrolling slow. Just finished. Ugh. That's how long it takes to scroll through the first page. And each one of these pages, this one, I'm clicking on just a random link. Open letter to the Jewish people. Holy shit, it's huge. Everything here is just scrolling forever. This is an immense amount of text. Uh, it's it's it, uh, clearly a lot of time was spent on this, but like time in a way that like this is like kind of what happens when you have like hypergraphia, schizophrenia, and fucking know how to code a little. Like that's really what happens. Yeah, that's crazy. Thanks for sending it in though. That was awesome to look at. Wow. So we got. A- we got a message from Curtis, Tom, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so Curtis says, found a show on iTunes a few weeks ago and absolutely love it. I live in Northeast Texas, originally from Southern Oklahoma. And can I tell you how nice it is to listen to somebody with my point of view on uh, the religions? Your story about the guy with a bolo thanking God really got to me. A few weeks ago, a person I went to high school with posted what had to be, in my eyes, the most callous, narcissistic post similar to this one I'd ever seen. She started by saying that earlier in the day, she'd, uh, she'd directly seen the Lord working in her life. She and family were on their way back home from a family trip and decided to go into a convenience store for some candy, something that they never do. As they put back on the road, they came upon a terrible wreck that had killed three people in the vehicle in the direction that they would have been traveling. She was convinced that the candy stop was God intervening to keep them safe. Oh, and prayers to the family that was actually fucking killed. Um, As the Facebook likes and God is so good comments came flowing in, I was just appalled that people can be this obtuse and still feel as though they are being good, and that if somebody like me were to point out the fallacy, I'd be ostracized. Um, You know, this is one of the things that galls me terribly when I see this nonsense, too. It's, you know, it's that idea that, like, if I had left five minutes earlier or five minutes later, I would have been in the one in the car wreck. It's like, well, God made you lose your keys, but he couldn't fucking stop the car wreck. Like, he's still a dick. Like, God is still being a fucking asshole. He's just being an asshole. It's like walking around with your arm cocked to punch, right? Yeah. And it's like saying, like, I'm going to punch somebody. I'm going to punch somebody. And then, you know, like, you move like a three-year-old boy out of the way and you punch a four-year-old girl. And you're like, hey, God works in mysterious ways. I could have punched that three-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You have literally all the power. Just don't punch anything because uh, no. no, it's just not a real because life is just ruled by random chance. I can't walk around with my arm cocked and not punch something. That's just the way it is. <laughs> we got a really nice letter from uh, from David. We were bitching a little bit about Skepticon and we did finally get a room at Skepticon, which is weird because we had called them that night. We had tried to log on and do it via uh, online registration and that didn't work because they said they were booked out so then we called them and specifically said it was for Skepticon and they said no we don't have any more rooms then I got a message from Mike who said that they do have rooms you just have to ask for a certain person so I called back and I was able to get a room right away so no no harm no foul we are going to Skepticon but David said hey I heard you guys weren't able to get a room in the hotel room hey man if you guys want to stay in my room I'll have extra room I'm a one guy, but I got a double bed. You know, clearly he was letting us both sleep together on the double bed. (laughs) And he's like, you can run a background check if you want. Uh, It's totally cool, but I'd love to see you guys. Hey, look, David, that's a great offer. Thank you so much for it. I tell you what, you come to the bar at Skepticon and I'll buy you drinks. So you find us there. Absolutely. What a kind gesture. It was a nice gesture. We got our own room, but I'll tell you what, we'll buy you some drinks when we get there, David. 
we got a message from John, and John sent this story from Sweden. And it's a, it's a funny story. I don't know that it has a lot of context based on our show. Um, it's sort of anti-conservative, uh, which is good. But uh, one thing in here is that it comes from a place in Sweden. And, uh, and Tom, it's spelled S-J-O with two dots over it, B-O. Yeah. And I, so go ahead. What do you think that sounds like? Yeah. Well, he gives us a pronunciation key. All right. So he gives us a, a letter by letter pronunciation key, but I'm going to ignore that uh, because it might be accidentally helpful. Yeah. And I'm going to say that this is pronounced Shabobo. <laughs> Shabobo is probably pretty close. I'm going to say Las Vegas. Ah, nice. I think, nicely I think, done. I think nicely that's how done. it's pronounced. I think I'm going to the, Las Vegas, Sweden. Love the, it there. The Beautiful J is silent. So. The J. <laughs> Thanks for sending that in, John. We appreciate it. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to have an extra episode next week, so be uh, be on the lookout for an episode later on this week. And uh, we will leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.